Wow, you sound very lively. I am slightly. Uh, I got a new coffee it is... maker. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What kind of coffee maker you got? Ninja? It's a, a Hamilton Beach. Um, but I got one of the ones Ooh. now that does the single cup, but it also does a pot. Because, you know, sometimes okay. I want to make, make pot coffee. I was using a... Um, when I first got my apartment, I, w- I was planning to go ham and uh, get a really nice coffee maker. Get like a Ninja or just some bullshit. And I, I had one at my, my parents' house and it would make iced coffee. It would make yeah. everything you ever wanted and more. Um, but when I got the apartment, they were like, hey, do you want like this Mr. Coffee for free? And I was like... Free, you say? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay. And that was a standard, just run of the mill bean brew kind of thing. Fine. And uh, had it for a few good couple of months like half a year and then i think some of the the glass from the coffee part started to crack mm. um so then i got this uh what was it, an aeropress i don't know if you've ever yeah. heard of that it's a uh for the listeners at home it's a like a singular cup of coffee maker yeah. not even where you literally put this little filter in like this syringe looking suction thing okay and you put the uh, the grounds in the in the uh, cylindrical object that is over the filter that is over your coffee cup because it only makes a cup at a time, and you pour the hot water um, into this syringe-like tube, and then you take the other bit of it and you literally press the water. It's almost like a French press, say, but not really. Press? I like a French press. It operates like that, um, but it basically pushes all the water that filters right through straight through the grounds like a pressurized machine. It just gives you straight concentrated grounds and uh it just makes a cup at a time and it's just really simple so mm-hmm. i've been using that because it's only like i think 20 bucks sure. and um you just get like a shot of the good stuff every time that's all you need i mean the, the main reason yeah. i went with this like because the single cup keurig i had for a long time is fine but i wanted the option to make a pot more so for like what you said interestingly enough with the iced coffee situation is like sometimes during the summer you wake up in the morning i like to make like a whole pot and i'll just have like a cup or mm-hmm. two and then I'll, like, pour over ice the rest and put it in the fridge. And mm-hmm. then later, you got something cracking, you know? You got, you got a stew going. Mm-hmm. Got a nice Hamilton Beach stew. Well, hey, everybody. I hope you like coffee, because Rich and I are going to talk about that for an Welcome to hour. the Beans Cast. Yeah, welcome to Beans Cast. Rich, what's your favorite type of coffee? Um, I like a dark roast. Um, oh, okay. I d- you know, it's like, I don't feel like I have, I, I buy a lot. I, I used to, like, go to coffee shops proper and get, like, fresher beans, but now I'll just go to the supermarket and buy whatever's looking looking bold enough. Wait, so you got the beans and then what, you ground them yeah, yourself? Yeah. Or did you, yeah, uh, nice really? I had an electric gr- uh, grounder that you put the thing in. Excuse and like, me, I had no idea I was talking to such a connoisseur. <laughs> I want a French I usually, press. I usually get the, uh. Just grounded it. I hadn't gotten beans in so long, but I tried it, and it was a uh, fresher. For sure. But um. You get that good smell. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I usually like a nice medium roast. I don't think I'm too big into dark dark roasts. I have I have a feeling when I have those, I'm good for the day. Like I'll have one as early as possible as I can, mm-hmm. and I'm just in it, wired, ready to rip phone books and do handstands like, and we're just go for doing. it. Compared to, like, a medium roast where I can have probably, like, two for yep. the day and be nice and level. And light roast is practically, like, water to me. Yeah, it does nothing. I'll keep drinking that. That's, that's prep. My body I'm thinks I've uh, fooled it. And it was saying, what, what is this? What is this bean water you, you got here? You betrayed me. This is not the yeah. bean juice I crave. And I actually did. Uh, I went from, I still remain adamant that the best coffee 
the the best like dollar coffee that you can get anywhere is at Seven Eleven, and I will not I will no, not I shake. That I will not shake good, from that stance. It's a good cup of coffee. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's literally like a dollar. Yeah. And uh, I can understand why people go to Starbucks because Starbucks is always consistently mediocre, which I agree with. Like you, I, I know that no matter what chain I'll go to, it'll be the same mediocre cup of coffee no matter what. It's but uh, if I ever just want a quick buck worth, you go to Seven Eleven. You know That's a hidden bash. Is when I go to a Starbucks, I rarely get coffee. I get like uh -huh. iced green tea or something if I'm going to a Starbucks. I don't know. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, because like no, you know some people say that they get their matcha tea, green what, what matcha yeah, lattes yeah, yeah. or whatever the hell it is, and uh, I get like a green tea, iced green tea with matcha from a, from a Starbucks. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. I usually, if I want to uh, get a little risque, I'll I'll be a basic, I'll be a basic person and get a, a caramel macchiato. I really like those. It came to my attention very quickly that uh, that that's the basic drink, and if that is the basic drink, then call me basic. I don't even give that's a shit. Fine. Uh, you know, go in the dictionary, look a basic bitch, you'll find just me. Just occasionally, you know, go out with people, order that green tea, and then in the car to wherever you're going, be like, you know, the tea's actually better for you. And then they'll be like, Rich, last night after we got back from drinking, you made a pot of coffee. And you were like, anybody up to stay up? Yeah, and then you also said, you know, the beans are better for you. <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Where do you get your fucking information? Um, well, that's great. I'm glad we talked about coffee. I do not... It came to my attention earlier this year i bought decaf coffee because i was trying to uh i wanted to see if i could go a month without just drinking regular coffee okay. i mean man what a dumb mistake mm -hmm. and not because i'm addicted to coffee just because i really just like coffee um it's delicious so I, I and cut out coffee and started taking caffeine pills well yeah <laughs> so no well for the first few weeks i mean yeah sure i was getting more tired often because i didn't have something that i was relying on you know that that, that happened but i got decaf coffee because i was thinking okay i'm gonna cut caffeine out of this i forgot I, I completely overlooked that decaf has just a really 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 low amount of caffeine yeah, it doesn't have like it's not completely removed um, you can't really like extrapolate it entirely from right coffee. it's it's, like, it's just like a completely negligible amount same thing if you're getting like a decaf black tea or something well, like it's that it's like the it's the the thing where like where the FDA doesn't have to disclose it to you. It's like that whole like well, there's not enough sugar in here for us to even say there's a gram of sugar in it, so we don't have to tell you. It's yeah, like how so old um, gum at this point is like considered sugar free because the amount of sugar in it is so negligible. Um, you know, like if the FDA for I know the I don't know what the baseline would be for caffeine. If something has less than five grams of sugar, they can uh, call it sugar free. Really. Yeah wily bastards it's pretty wily of them very very sus i don't like that i mean if it's so negligible whatever but imagine if you had such a rare condition where any drip of sugar in you you're just like nah it ain't gonna work out you're done well yeah i imagine you'd be like not like i'm knowledgeable of that because i've been diabetic for most of my life yeah you need to but um decaf ain't bad i will say that Starbucks. i out of the grounds though Starbucks pretty good. I like them. I like getting their just their side grounds or whatever the hell that you can buy from the store. Place. Yeah, um, but I do like to try every time I, I go to like some specialty coffee shop. I like to usually uh, get something else. I came across one called the Bitches Brew, and uh, it I, I it came in bean form, which was unbeknownst to myself. Um, 
You, it was pretty good. I got good. it in the mail, and I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I got it solely by name. Just, <laughs> no, just like, of course. I just pictured you not really came as beans. It comes in the mail, and you're just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I was thinking, what am I going to do? Like, because I, I didn't have a bean grinder, and I'm certainly not going to buy one. So, they're not. I, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, whack this one up and just crack it mi mash it up and just uh throw it in and get some pestle. bean juice get yourself a mortar yeah. pestle mash that up like an ounce yeah i was like i'm not it, that was a lot so uh whatever it just made some bean water i tried and it just made bean water bean it was nothing. water yeah but enough about coffee i'm here to talk about other meaningless things video games yeah for those who didn't know literally nothing happened this week in terms of news, totally not, not, not a whole we're kind of just uh, we're kind of in the we're spinning uh, our wheels. We're we're winding down. What do they what do they usually call it? Just, just a relaxing period. Yeah. You know, you just had a big launch of a console. Console. People are just kind of chilling and playing through things, and new releases are progressively coming out, and everyone's just gonna kind of sit back and just watch the money flow for the holiday season. Yeah, I'm gonna let uh, I'm, I'm letting things wind down. I'm gonna wind down. Like, there's plenty of play still. I still gotta get through. And then I figure oh, yeah. January rolls around. January, February, I should probably be able to just go get a PS5. I know Coles did not work out for you. Yeah. Uh, really, they really fucked you. Fuck Coles, everybody. This this podcast is not brought to you by Coles because Coles. I gotta be sucks. honest with you. I gotta be honest. I still like Coles. I'm sorry. Oh, they did. Give I, me I got that brand loyalty. I, it's they're cheap. They're cheap as fuck. They, I can't help they it. They give me like two hundred dollars. You kept that. You get to keep it, yeah, right? No, I used it all. Unbelievable. So, like, you can't, uh, you know, give that Coles cash. Um, you will get it, and you are not missing anything, so it doesn't even uh, matter. I'm playing... The, the only thing I feel like I'm missing out on is Demon Souls. I really want to play Demon Souls. Yeah, but by the time you get it, it'll still be thriving with an online community. Even more so, I would imagine, because by the time you do get it, I'm sure people a lot of people will be getting it. it by that time of the season. Yeah, so... A lot of it's just people dicking around right now and just going through the game but um it's not the worst thing to be left out of but um i mean other than that speaking of that that's all i've been playing and it. that's it uh i've been any new revelations or i mean any new observations or any of that shit uh no i mean it's the game that's it it's the same game which is it's fine just a lot prettier got a good frame rate it's a lot prettier uh Going through it, it's just, I don't know, the third time? Um, there's a couple of areas that I... It's so funny because I think that From from Software just always has this knack to have the same type of level fluctuations that are absolutely fantastic to absolute dog shit. And um, it, it's like the same thing applies here uh, where in, say, from Demon Souls to Dark Souls to Dark Souls 2 and all that... Um, there's just so many... There's always, like, say, two to three levels that have some affinity to themselves. Like, say, the Valley of Defilement in Demon Souls compared to, uh... I think it was, like, Bogtown or whatever the fuck it was called yeah, in Dark Souls. Bogtown. Um, I don't even think it's called Bogtown. Hold we, on. Blighttown. Uh, and, uh, oh, I always I, think it's called Bogtown. I, you know what's funny? And, I was um, thinking of Blighttown. I thought there was an area called Bogtown. Well, in... Well, no, because I was just thinking when you go down to, uh... Blighttown, it's practically like... Just so everybody... You know, Dark Souls is $20 on Switch right now. Something to think about. Isn't it wild that it's even on it's Switch? Crazy. Even hearing that... Even hearing that sounds really fucking weird. Um, but in Demon Souls, you have the Valley of Defilement. That place fucking sucks. It just does. And it's not like fucking sucks in a way of... A, 
you know, atmosphere. Like, yeah, sure, okay, there's story behind it, but... It sucks in a sucks. way the name implies. Yeah, has one of the best, like, lore-based fights, but it doesn't matter. And then in Dark Souls, you get Blighttown. Also fucking sucks. Um, only only met by uh, the ruins of Izalith or whatever the hell it is, which is the worst level of the game. It's pretty much just like an asset dump. Um, then in Dark Souls 2, you also have, um, I think it's the Purgatory, I'm pretty sure. And I did not play Dark Souls 2, so I can't even really... Yeah, no, uh, I, when I was playing through it again, um, there's basically this other place that's just pure darkness. I don't think it's the purgatory, but it's just another thing of pure darkness, and you have to make your... Oh, it's the gutter. The fucking gutter and the black gold. What a name. It also sucks, because it's just dark, and it's filled with diseases, and it's a lot of different pitfalls, and just things that are outside of your control most of the time, because you have to explore it in order to experience it, and that's how you learn it. So, these games, I'm just noticing every single time that from software, pretty much right from the gate, they, they just always have this fluctuation of giving you the best levels in the very beginning, and they'll start off and maybe cap off with some fantastic endings to things, but always in this, like, middle period, there's always just maybe two to three areas that absolutely blow, and it's always such a trial to go through, and the game looks beautiful, but you're just wondering, like, fuck you're, all. You're like, hitting you your head against the easy. thing to get out into the fun stuff, which is kind of... It's weird. It's, like, almost part of the appeal of those games. Like, yeah. if there wasn't something worth peeling back to look at, we wouldn't put ourselves through this shit. Right. And you want to get better. And, you know, things are going to be bullshitty and hard, especially when you're even playing out outright in the first time because, you know, things are not going to die so easily. So that to the point when things do, you kind of feel like an OG. Yeah, you And feel you're just mowing through things. Um, that is the experience of those games, and that's what makes it fun. That's why that's why I never get, like, cheating in those games, like when people do glitches to level up a lot. It, it kind of ruins, you're ruining, like, hours like, of the enjoyment of that you would get. A big enemy behavior and watching yourself just get better. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, a few years back, I think the internet was blowing up about something stupid again where they were like, hey, let's... Oh, I think it was with Sekiro. The they were like, yo, give us an easy mode. Dude off the mountain? No, it was, uh, I don't even know if it was with Dark Souls, but Sekiro, th this conversation comes up every single time, like a hard game, hard quote-unquote comes out, and it was like, make an easy mode. They were like, oh, should Demon Souls have like an easy mode? Or should any of these have an easy mode? And, of course, you have people on oppositions, which is insane to me, because who cares? They're like, absolutely not. But so To me, it's as simple as like... I think there should be. Uh, yeah, there, there should be... Some people just don't give a fuck. Because to me, yes, yeah, one, some people don't give a fuck, and in a lot of situations, it's an issue of accessibility like certain people are not like are dealing with like disabilities and stuff that don't allow them to have the reaction times or like the literal physical means to keep up with how responsive a dark souls requires you to be and it sucks that they can't really experience games like that yeah like when it's an yeah. when it's an issue of accessibility it's a different conversation and an easy mode being there doesn't cheapen you playing the game in the punishing way you want to play it it doesn't take that away from you no not at all and um i mean once you beat the game arguably it becomes easy mode As like my I, I remember say, is this easy mode get out i don't i don't even want to talk to you anymore that's, that's terrible show's canceled it's terrible um 
<laughs> yeah, the entire thing is I'm canceled. Sorry. I'm gonna go get I, the spin off I on my lied. own. Diva and I are not friends. I'm gonna start like this NPR esque variant of this entire thing and just go off on my own for N- and talk about how for uh, Gecko Games Cast. This is Eric Ortiz. and how politics can uh, insert on this and be really edgy. Today we have Bill O'Reilly um, on the show. Yeah, I'll call it Info Wars. Gecko um, Wars. <laughs> because you know. When I, I remember distinctly when I first beat Dark Souls, um, every subsequent time that I played through it, like a new game plus or whatever, because I was just low-key kind of obsessed with it in a way, uh, it was shorter and shorter and shorter, like every time. And it would take no longer than maybe three to four hours for me to just beat that game. Just railroad the shit out of it. And uh, well, Once you know it, you know it. It's very much one yeah. of those games. Yeah, but I could totally see the appeal of somebody who just wants to play this easily, like or even Demon Souls, and just be like, I don't want to deal with this shit, and they could just skip around and just do what you want. I think that's fine. I mean, go, go, go do what you got to do. I mean, some, this game is dated in some cases, you know? Uh, it doesn't have the reusable flasks or just some of the other items that people got used to over time, and even, like, the magic system, I'm pretty sure is still broken to shit. I'm... I'm Almost positive that magic is, like, broken to fuck. Um, that world state shit is still the most baffling thing to me because it was the most unclear is. thing in the, at the, in the world at the time. Like, n- that is the one thing that when they were talking about remaking this game, I'm like, they should fix that. Yeah. Um, and still to this day, I don't think people have a really good grasp as to what it even means. And that, I mean, just, you literally just gotta know if it's white or does it turn black. And when it turns black, things get a little harder. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, just because, and when it's white, things are well, a little I, bit I bet you, normal. I, I would, I, I think I said this last time too, I'm almost positive they're going to bring back that like weekend event shit they used to do where they're like, okay, this weekend world state is pure white because like you need it to be white to access these certain, like, cause that's the one thing I remember about it being annoying is like you need it to be all black or all white to access certain things in the world. Um, like certain secret enemies and shit like that. I can't remember specifics of that, but I'm sure that stuff's still in there. Mm. Yeah, and they just don't—they just don't describe it very well at all. They're just like, "Here you go. This is, it's, this is what you got to do." It's not clear what influences it. No. And for the better, I think honestly, people are just better off for that. Just don't even worry about it. I don't even treat it as honestly as much as I like the game. I, I've always ignored it. Always. Like even I remember when uh, they brought it back the servers for like, I think like six months. Uh, the world state was supposed to be black forever. Just, yeah. you know, the, the team just came out and said, fuck you, is how it's going to be. It's, it's not, not because we care. broke it. It's because we did it on purpose. Yeah, it's just all on purpose. It's meant That's to challenge you. Stance. And I was thinking with a wink, wink, and a nod, and a nudge. Um, but that was it. But overall, it's still a solid game. Cool. I like it. I hope that... I just want them to make more of these. I just want more Bloodborne of these types of win. games. Um, I would love a Demon Souls too, but they're never and Bloodborne. I don't know. I don't want Bloodborne. I don't want Bloodborne too. Really? I like Bloodborne the way it is. There's just certain games another, like these where I think they shouldn't need to replicate. Would you it. take another game that plays more similarly to a Bloodborne than a Dark Souls? Yeah. Like, uh, I think more that, so than something. Uh, it was a lot more fun. More some, so than something that is Bloodborne two. That's what I want because I like the little bit of faster pace that Bloodborne has over a Dark Souls. Yeah, and I felt like. Um, it meant more to me when I was able to beat something that was really hard for that game in particular, because there was no shields or, well, there was, but yep. it's like, you weren't going to use it. There was one. And there was a heavier, 
there's a heavier emphasis on being more fast-paced and also making sure that you parry and counter yeah. effectively. Um, and I also so just love the lore. Personally, I would love that just because it gave me no greater satisfaction. Yeah, those kind, those that game feels good. That is my favorite Souls game. Even Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro, I know, had a, obviously you had the deflection system and the parrying system, but even something like that, I mean, there weren't shields in that game. Um, even playing Demon Souls and Dark Souls today, if I ever went back to it, um, I still would be a little ambivalent towards the shields because I just I got used to not caring about it. Mm-hmm. But it's difficult to even say in Demon Souls because you need it a lot of the time. Like the game is slower paced, just like Dark Souls is, so you really do need to have an emphasis on the shields most of the time, unless you're just two handing and you're a god and you could do it. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning stages of those games, I don't think you really have a lot of opportunity to do that, in my opinion, especially if you're running in blind. Um, but Bloodborne, oh, absolutely. Just fast, just dashing around like a madman, going, just shooting people, parrying, sucking out their blood for the vials and just countering for help. It, it's That's awesome. Do, I love baby. that entire system. It was it was perfect. And in Sekiro, if they ever make a Sekiro 2, which I don't think they would, but if they Shadows ever made something thrice. similar to that kind of, yes, yeah, Shadows Die Thrice or Christ, um, I'd be cool with that. I like that parrying system. That deflection system was so hot. I loved when you could do that to just about anybody in that game, bosses included, and you felt like such a god for doing it too. It feels satisfying as hell, which is oh, yeah. the thing you want. Like the last fight of that game, because I, I think, I mean, they came out like some additional DLC literally two months ago for a boss rush mode and all that, but the last fight in that game where you're fighting uh, Ishin, like the Sword Saint or whatever, it was without a doubt one of the hardest, most challenging bosses I've fought. Um, had no reason to be. It was just, again, just the system. But once I learned how to master that system, it was the most enjoyable fight I've ever played. Just because you feel it all come into this perfect it's a synchronous harmony. Everything. Yeah. It, yeah. Everything uh, learned, I, I yeah. love when games do that. I love when games do that. And Sekiro does it so perfectly where they take every little thing that you've learned and they bash you over the head with it until you get it. Because you can cheese the fight if you want, but you really don't feel good after you do it. You're just like, oh, I no. say From goes back to making mech games. <laughs> I would love it. I love when they steer into the skid and just go completely off base with something else. A lot of people get skeptical and then they just make it better. Like Elden Ring even. Like Oh yeah, right. I know that's it's going to be Yeah, remember how Elden Ring's a thing? That's gonna be Soulsy esque, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I hope it's not. I hope it's just completely something different where they implement a new system and they just throw you right into it and they're like, Go oh, fucking this is it. Go go have fun. They're bring it back Chrome Hounds. I'd be, I would be thrilled. I'd be thrilled with anything they do. From Software is one of the only companies that I truly trust. I really at this would point like that. them to take their Souls-like stuff and make a sci-fi game. Uh, like I really like the Surge, but it doesn't scratch the itch the same way so, action proper From games do. I still have hope that this is why I like it when people steal systems. Um, I still have hope that there's going to become a company one day that's going to implement a Souls-like game with sci-fi i thought it would be the surge i thought maybe the surge, the surge 2 would the surge really 2 come in hot are not bad they're no not they're just mediocre as, as tr- they're not nearly as challenging as a from game yeah i thought a surge 2 would take everything they learned from the first one they were like oh hey it's better now but it was still a little mediocre i still have hope that some other dev is just going to take the same system put a and new setting on it new genre game, on yeah. it make it a shooter make it whatever they want frankly and I think it'll be really good. I actually like how From has kind of set this path uh, for games like this to come out. Even, um, 
What's that game called? Mortal Shell. Yes. Um, you know, very cheap game, but not cheap. Like just mon, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not expensive. Mortal Shell um, had some interesting ideas, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, like those. Like I think because just the swapping system of just yeah, swapping between different shells. The, the that's, shells. That was cool. And the whole idea was you were like a a little alien type deal, um, and you could literally get knocked out of your shell. And, like, literally you had to wait for a cooldown. I think you were, like, squishy as hell when you were out of it, and you could barely attack. But you had to, like, wait to get back in. Like, there, there were some cool mechanics there. I don't know how well all that stuff fleshed out. But they had some neat ideas. Yeah. So, just keep doing that. Have people just keep taking the system. Let From Software keep doing their thing, because they literally have not... They haven't missed in the past decade. No, not at all. So just give it to them. And, uh... I'm sorry, I said Somebody else carries some other torches. Armored Core. That was from. Armored, from made Armored Core. Armored Core was very good. I, don't, I would fight people tell me different. I love Armored Core. Armored Core is um, So who's to say? But I am excited for Elden Ring. I think Demon Souls is still good. I think it's a good introduction to people who have never played the game before. Well, it is um, technically the first game, so can't get much I better think than that. Yeah. You, re- you really can't. But I think, if anything, it also did, yeah, make me want to play more Bloodborne or yearn for that kind of well, combat you can, again. because it's on that uh, collection. I know! I downloaded it. Um, and it, it, even cooler, I still have my save file, so everything is just transferred over. I'm like, well, I'm never going to use this again, but awesome. it's there. Cool. Tell me about... I see that you've played so many games. I have... Or two new games, yeah, and that's a lot of games. I will start with... I have finished uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, mm-hmm. If you were listening to this, I have a full review up over at swordchomp.com. Um, it'll be going live tomorrow as of us recording this. I, I I have a lot of fucking thoughts about this game. I like this game a, a lot. I mean, you, you already know I like Yakuza a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of came away walking from this being like, one, this is a great entry point for the series. As it is a whole new cast, a new city, uh, new ideas. In its final few hours, it does something that I think is really tough for games to do. Games that are, like, sort of coming off a legacy like this. It brings in a lot of elements from the original series. Um, Mm -hmm. Characters come back. uh, And kind of while setting up where Ichiban could go and where this new cast could go going forward, it ties a nice little bow and a send-off for these characters from the past who maybe Yakuza 6 didn't really pay too much attention to. Like, the people who were mm-hmm. not Kazuma Kiru. And gives you, like, a good send-off for them. While at the same time, I don't think it feels isolating for people who didn't know who they were. Like, it doesn't feel too, like, who the fuck is this guy and why should I give a shit? Um, so, like, big credit there. I heard a lot of characters' English voices for the first time. Because I had never... They had never had an English dub of the series before. So it was mm. very fucking weird. Um... To hear a lot of people I'm used to hearing as Japanese voice actors speaking in English. Uh, my, my biggest complaint coming out the back end is there's some weird difficulty spikes in the last few hours that resulted in, like, some heavy grinding towards the end mm-hmm. in a way that just ca- kind of felt jarring. Like, you hit a couple boss fights where all of a sudden, even as me doing most of the side content, I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> uh, oh, I love when that happens. It's, yeah, it's not a fun feeling. Uh, thankfully, around that same time, they introduced, like, a combat arena and a couple of optional dungeons. So there's good places to grind that stuff out. But mm-hmm. it still doesn't feel great. Uh, like, I'm never going to advocate for that. Grind is right. grindy feeling. 
Cause it doesn't really matter. No, exactly. I'm just like, eh. It's just like wasting your time at the end of the day. That's, yeah, exactly what it feels like. Um, but you know, typical Yakuza fashion. Um, it's not a Yakuza game unless it ends with you fist fighting someone shirtless on top of a skyscraper. Of course. Uh, this game's fucking great. Just like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it, it's so fucking good. Um, I I really enjoyed the combat system. The story in typical Yakuza fashion goes to some weird places, pulling back storylines you you kind of forget about as the game goes on in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this until the end credits, and I feel dumb. I don't know how I missed this. Uh, Arakawa, who is like your, your patriarch, your sort of father figure through the game, is voiced by George mm. Decay. And I had not pieced this together. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in that. Yeah, he's one of the like bigger characters in the game. Wow. Uh, That's pretty cool. And the minute I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, that totally was George Decay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Once you uh, get the context, you're just like, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, like, I heard know. it immediately, don't know how my brain didn't piece it together prior. Uh, this is one of my favorite games this year, though. Hands down. Hands fucking down. Uh, think it'll win any awards? I don't know, because it came in so close to the wire. Like, I feel like it's probably yeah. not eligible in some places. I feel like it's going to end up getting swept under the rug. But it sold very well, from what I understand. Frankly, I'd just be happy if... Uh... I'd just be happy if people bought it anyways. It's sold very well, is my understanding. I just supported it. So, And yeah. it'll be out on PS5 in March. So it'll get a second swing when that happens, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Game's great. I would. I played the PC version. I put about 56 hours in. I did pretty much everything. That's pretty good. Not bad on time, either. No, no. And it uh, it does not drag. Like The story is really well-paced. And aside from Thank probably God. like a two to three hours of grinding through an optional dungeon I had to do... Every mm. minute of it, I was fucking enamored with this game. Thank God. Thank God it's good. You love to hear it. Love to hear it. I love to Bright hear it. Bright future ahead for more Yakuza. Tell me more. Tell me about Godfall, because I know you were saying it's generic. But how generic is generic? Um, Pretty fucking generic. I need to oh, shit. look up something here before I... Uh, shit talk game too much oh man uh let's <laughs> gotta look up something yeah, really so quick before thanks, i just lay it down thanks, before i shit talk your game thanks to counterplay for sending me a code um oh, God. i'm playing the pc version oh, of godfall God. and i say shit talk i'm just kind of poking and prodding i don't think godfall is a bad game it just nothing about it feels particularly notable to me yeah it, it feels like a tech showpiece for the new consoles i granted i'm playing the pc version mm-hmm. um the game's beautiful. It is fucking beautiful looking. It's got a really distinct, like, that, like, almost like Nor's, like, cyber look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it focuses around you changing into these different frames, which are, like, these weird mech suits, kind of, but it's... I knew it, I knew it was going to be... High like that. fantasy that change, like, your weapon loadouts and stuff. Yeah. I haven't really found a frame that makes the combat click for me, though. Like, nothing about the combat feels that intuitive it feels like button mashy to me in, in a mm-hmm. way i was kind of hoping we were past but nothing about the game is particularly bad it's just not really clicking for me at any point that sucks i think it's the worst thing when you're playing a game and you're just not you just feel ambivalent towards everything yeah. i think that's the worst feeling i've ever experienced while just playing anything you just don't care and you think maybe it's because you're not in the mood for it at the time. So you put it down, you try to play some other stuff just to kind of get away from it for a while. But then every other time you play it, you just feel like, eh. 
Like, how yeah. much longer do I got on this? It's, like, not, mm. it's the the setting it should be interesting. It reminds me a lot of Too Human in terms of its, like, visual, like, its art, I guess. Right. I mean, it, it looks good. It looks really good. I that. just, yeah. it's not doing much for me. Right. Damn. And I'm sure, I bet you it's not going to have that long of a playtime either. Probably not, but uh, if Just you got a new it. console and you're looking to put it through its paces and see something run it like at 60, 60 FPS looking pretty as hell. It's look pretty hot. It's pretty hot looking, not going to lie. It's got, it's, <sighs> got so a, it's got a flair to it. I kind of like that, but it's generic. I don't like that. I ain't going to pay $60 just for that. Seven, Might 70 well just... Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. It's even more. Um, now I'm good, but I appreciate you sticking yourself out there to spread the good word. I mean, you don't have to appreciate shit. I didn't, I didn't pay for it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Great. Fantastic. Uh, um, yeah, that's Godfall. I'm going to stick at it. I really haven't played enough. Like, maybe it gets better, and it, and it just ends up clicking with me. Uh, mm. I'm gonna find time and I'm gonna gonna keep at it. Oh, that sounds because I don't want to condemn oh. any people retarded on this. I don't want to condemn a thing that I haven't put due time into. Condemn them all. I I just want to condemn everybody. I might. Um, but I also played Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Ooh. Was it? Tell me this. Is it good? I pursued Lobu. Really? A, Is he in this game? Uh, I pursued a guardian. Oh. Okay. It's, I was like, look. He just comes out. It's just I was Lubu. like, it's Lubu. Get him. Uh, I honestly thought he just... Sometimes I feel like they just throw things in like that just to fuck with you. Yeah, but this is... It's a Musou game, baby. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's got all them trappings and sounds and looks of Breath of the Wild to pull you in. You get all those hot mm -hmm. map sounds. Um, I've unlocked a handful of the characters at this point. Uh, I have Link. I have Impa. I have Zelda. And I have Daruk, the uh, the Goron oh. hero. Uh, they they all play pretty interestingly. I actually think I enjoy Zelda's uh, playstyle the most because mm -hmm. her weapon is actually the Sheikah Slate, so okay. she's just kind of cycling through the runes. Like uh, she'll be like shooting icicles from the ice one, or like just picking up enemy weapons with the mag magnesis and attacking people. Uh, it's mm -hmm. got a cool kind of flow to it. Um. Here's the weird thing, and it's probably not going to come up on Switch games a ton. Uh, this is really showing the wear of what Switch's hardware can do. Because, boy, is that frame rate rough. Really? In a way that's noticeable. Like, now, are you talking about just handhelds? And on your TV. Uh, I've tried really? both. Like, it is dipped below 30 that at sucks. times when there's a lot going on on screen. Yeah. For the most part, it's a pretty stable 30 where, like, it's playable. It doesn't create a problem, but, like, it's bad enough that I'm noticing it consistently, and I'm not really a stickler for this kind of stuff. I gotta say, that kind of sucks. It, yeah, it's... That's the worst thing about it, is, like, sometimes you can see, like, you know, this thing's chugging a little bit. Um, <laughs> this thing's, uh, you know, it's breathing kind of heavy a little, you know? Yeah, just a... a no, it's not looking too good. Um, I, I'm definitely gonna see this one through, because I, I like the idea of them giving more context to this, uh pre uh, breath of the wild story mm -hmm. of, uh you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight a war i'm gonna get killed by ganon yeah and that's I'm, I'm curious to see how that ends because it sounds like it just will end exactly as well such. there's some weird they, stuff die. in here there's like time travel shenanigans 
Okay. With like a, a guardian, like a little guardian who is totally not BB-8. Don't ask. He doesn't make bleeps and bloops just like him, except he does oh, wow. that. Uh, oh, shit. Who wakes up like when Zelda is fighting Ganon, but then jumps okay. back to like the first day of the war to try and help them get ready. But I'm like, if it's not like it's time traveling from a post-Breath of the Wild world. So, what's the implication here? Like, are they trying to change... I, I don't know. I, I'm less in, I'm less involved in that point of it, and more of, like, seeing these characters interact and, like, have that sort of camaraderie they alluded to in mm -hmm. um, Breath of the Wild. Like, when you I did the mission uh, in Goron City to recruit Daruk, you know, to be the, the one of the champions, and after you, like, fight, he's like, oh, from now on, Link, you and I are little, little, you're my little buddy. And I'm like, oh, look at him, he loves me. <laughs> look at him, I'm just soaking it all in. I'm his best friend. This guy fucking loves me. <laughs> so it has good camaraderie and character moments, too. Yeah, which is, I, I think, the main thing you want out of this. I'm surprised that it's still having performance issues, especially after Hyrule Warriors came out. You'd think they'd be like, hey, I think it might optimize this a bit. It, it might be getting a little better in places. Definitely that first battle, which is the, the battle of uh, Hyrule Plains. It It is that stage that's like, hey, look at how much shit we can have going on in the screen. It was really chugging there. Damn. That kind of sucks. But what are you going to do? It remains to be seen uh, if that stuff gets But as better. they say, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? do? It's... It's not bad enough that I'm like, I'm not fucking playing this. It's just bad enough that occasionally I'm like, sheesh, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just like, gee, can't believe that guy, huh? Especially just because, I don't know. You're just playing it. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Sometimes the Switch, it does really well on a lot of different things. Um, other times, it just you're aware of the limitations that it has the console even when it's docked yeah i think if anything this more so shows proof to me that i, I do believe we are going to get a more powerful switch next year i think it's coming i think it's coming and uh i think they're going to release some sort of pro-ish version of it and i think that they'll just start to bundle it and they'll get some they did the same thing with the 3ds and the new 3ds um, We're gonna... Not saying that the new 3DS was even successful by any margin. It just they're gonna naturally come out with another console iteration. They just always yeah, do. There's gonna be one with a better processor. It's gonna happen. Yeah. So I think that's fine. I mean, whatever. It's gonna happen regardless. But um, damn, that still sucks. Honestly, it holds me back from buying that instead of just going. Because if I just want to play some other Muso fighter, then maybe I'll just look up cutscenes and bullshit, and then just go play another yeah, one that I know enough. the system can handle. I mean, I'm I'm having fun with the uh, with the Muso. I'm playing it mostly on my TV because I feel like it runs better there. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, it's nothing that is making me be like, I want to put this down now. It's just every once in a while. I'm I don't want to like, play ever. I, <laughs> I like it. I dig it. Um. At least that sounds pretty cool. And it's been getting... I mean, it's been getting some good reviews anyway, so it's nice to know that Nintendo can make a game in that space, too. I think the Breath of the Wild theme of it all and the well, story actually has helped the, it more than anything the, else. the Warriors people, right? I don't think Nintendo really did anything. <laughs> I'm sure they had no. oversight for the story and stuff. And Yeah, I'm sure they wanted to at least just follow certain narrative points because it's supposed to be an official yeah. entry in that space. Totally. I think it's kind of weird how we haven't heard anything about the new Breath of the Wild game at all. Well, I think it's weird that they would put it out there if they weren't going to talk about anything at all this year. I mean, it has, it's has it been over a year since I think it was revealed. 
what, it, what or was it earlier this I year? I think it was revealed like the Game Awards last year. Let me look. Because I was just, uh, I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know? <laughs> you know what's wacky? Yeah, no, it was uh, June. Oh, Jesus Christ. June 11th, 2019. Jesus. It's over a year ago. Jesus. That's what I mean. I know. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you, you see a game well, like worry. this and I'm you're sure, thinking, oh, it's going to continue sure the story. I'm sure 3 does. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And when Metroid Prime 4 comes out and everything else. I'm sure it'll all just come out together. Yeah, in a big bundle. Um, oh, wow. A bundle pack <laughs> can, that's only available only, for a month. You can only buy it together. Yeah, you can only buy it together. It's $300. And you can <laughs> only get it for a months. month before it's taken off of from the online stores and all physical stores. Avail- it, will, it will be Available only at Dwayne Reed. <laughs> Coles and Dwayne Reed, mad. and also Walgreens it's for participating favorite, retailers. It's my favorite conversation starter in the world. Hey, you ever been to Dwayne Reed? Yeah, that's a real fucking New Yorker right there. Yeah, it's a real... I I uh, I was telling several people, I'm like, you ever hear Dwayne Reed? And they're like, the fuck's that? And I was like, Jesus Christ. Someone's never been in Penn Station at 2 a.m. I know. I was like, someone clearly has never been thirsty after a night of drinking their ass off. In Penn Station, worrying about whether you're going to get the train and whether or not you can get the I'm gonna bottle I'm going to go buy Dasani. a twisted tea at the Dwayne Reed. <laughs> You literally have to, like, chance it just because you see that you're getting to the train station just at the right time when you were heading home back then. And you just had to gauge whether or not you had enough time to go get your bottle of fucking smart water or Dasani to hold you over for the train ride. Or if you were going to miss your thing home for the rest of the night. Uh, What a gamble. Totally amazing. God. Was it the, uh, when we went to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers that we, like, got pregame beers in the Dwayne Reed? Yeah, dude. Underrated. Dwayne Reed underrated. You got to do what you can out there. There was one time I even started pre-gaming in a Chipotle because they had uh, the fucking beers there. That was, that's truly a New York joke that made me laugh so hard, and it's such an understated joke in the um, John Mulaney, Nick Kroll, uh, Oh Hello podcast, when mm-hmm. they open it talking about Princess Diana. He opens it with, she was the people's princess, and they were two guys who hung out at the Dwayne Reed. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I love the Dwayne Reed. And, uh... Oh the, oh, the places you'll go, as I always say. Oh, the places you'll go to pregame when desperate times oh, are needed. Classic. And, and it's always classic. there for you, like a beacon in the night. Um, other than that, though, I mean, let's get into the drop. There's let's actually a lot of yeah, games that are coming out. Uh, we got one last big one on the horizon. That's in like two weeks, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, but before that, we got Kronos Before the Ashes coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia on December 1st. I'm being told it is not a prequel to Chrono Trigger. Uh, I'm sorry to report that. Uh, oh. Empire of Sin comes to PC, Shame. PS4, Xbox One, and Switch December 1st. Twin Mirror Lost on Arrival comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One December 1st. Worms Rumble comes to PC, PS5, and PS4 December 1st. Uh, new season of Fortnite, that is Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 5, that's a mouthful, comes to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on December 2nd. Sam and Max Save the World Remastered hits PC and Switch December 2nd. Death Tales uh, comes to Switch December 3rd. I assume that is a spinoff of DuckTales. I literally was about to say El Hijo, A Wild West Tale, comes to PC and Stadia on December 3rd. Immortals Phoenix Rising comes to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia on December 3rd. Morbid The Seven Acolytes comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on December 3rd. Phoenix Point Year One Edition comes to PC December 3rd. Uh, Shire and the Wanderer, The Tower of Fortune, and The Dice of Fate comes to PC December 3rd. 
Startup Panic hits PC December 3rd. Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack comes to Switch December 3rd. That's a expansion pack for uh, Taiko no Tatsujin Drum Master. Tinkertown comes to PC yeah. December 3rd. Commandos 2 HD Remastered hits Switch December 4th. DARQ Complete Edition comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One on December 4th. Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition joins the party on PC, PS4, Xbox One December 4th. FIFA 21 hits PS5 and Xbox Series X December 4th. Fitness Boxing 2 Rhythm and Exercise hits Switch December 4th. John Wick Hex makes its way to Xbox One and Switch on December 4th. And finally, Suzerain hits PC on December 4th. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. I try. Not not hard enough, apparently. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, hey, look, I was telling you earlier, I'm glad Sam and Max is still around. I'm gl- Yeah, Sam and Max has, has, it's just Sam and Max. has its place in time. I used to think that was the coolest thing when I was younger, and it's still, still trucking. Dog, it's a rabbit. And, and I'm also friends? severe. I'm also incredibly impressed that worms is still even a yeah, fucking thing. Pl- Team Seventeen just will never let it die. Did we just stop to play worms at PAX this year? Yeah, because they just and it was the older yeah. one too from like we the nineties. We just 90s. needed a place to sit, so we played some. Worms. Yeah, and uh, I remember playing that game for hours, um, even just locally. Yeah. That game is so, so dumb, and I loved it. Stuff it was on. so much fun. Yeah. Um, out of all of these, what is my favorite, you ask? I do. Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 5. Can't wait. It's going to be I a big deal. I don't believe you. Can't wait for it. It's about time. I for Ooh, one. Was that Galactus over there? Sure. Wow. I for one can't wait to play Dragon Quest Eleven a third time. I mean, I, as long as that game keeps getting ported, who it's cares? A good game. I, I love that game. Good, good, good game. Good game. But otherwise, great fantastic looks like there's a real lot going on in the video game world today um outside of the ones that are coming out uh cyberpunk they're already saying that they're expecting cd project red expects 50 percent increase in sales compared to the witcher 3 purely by pre-orders alone which is pretty fucking wild if you ask me yeah but then again not really when you think about it because this is one of the most anticipated games of the year especially because it's been delayed like three separate times and also times. a lot more people know who CD Projekt Red is now where I feel like was not the case when The Witcher 3 was uh yeah The Witcher 3 was kind of like the step in yeah. actually I shouldn't say that The Witcher 2 is where more people came yeah. and The Witcher 3 is when everyone came The Witcher 3 is when they entered the console market though and that's worth yeah like and that's when everybody else yeah. bought into it. But I think, like, a lot of people were getting... The Witcher 1 was well-known to be not the best game. It's pretty mediocre. Um, very dated, I guess, if you even funny. play it today compared to what you're used to. The Witcher 2 is incredibly popular, but it's still a really obtuse PC game. Like, it's it is. tough no, to get. No, it, it absolutely is. It's still also pretty odd in terms of some of the controls. And um, I, I, I think, like, a few people... If you go into The Witcher 2 having played The Witcher 3, you'd be surprised how few locations there are in The Witcher 2. Like, yeah, it actually isn't that long of a game either in terms of it. what you could do in The Witcher 3. Um, it really isn't that long of a game. Um, I like the mission where you But it's still enjoyable, them. and the story elements are still good enough, and it really just starts to build up the world a bit more. And then The Witcher 3, they all just come together. But, yeah, The Witcher 3 is when everybody was saying, like, yeah, Witcher 2 is pretty good, it got all these awards, now it's moving into consoles, now I can play it, let's see what's going on, and then everybody was on board with it. The Witcher 2 is where um, they really mastered their, like, Monster of the Week storylines. Like, the hunts in The Witcher 2 are the best part of The Witcher 2. 
Isn't it wild that like Cyberpunk was supposed to come out in like April or March? Yep, or whatever it was March, it was. baby. Shit's crazy. Isn't that wild? It's insane. It's completely insane. Like it was supposed to be out. Yeah, we already. would have talked about it quite a while ago. Yeah, and it got pushed like fifty million times. It's so wild to me. Um, I don't know how. I I gotta be honest. I don't know. I'm sure it'll get tens. But there's always a part of me that just thinks, what if it just did not perform What well? if it sucked? Yeah, what if it just sucked? Like, what if there was just too much content it to that, itself, uh, which I think is going to happen? That Mega64 video, and they come from the future. Like, what about Cyberpunk 20, 2077? Oh, yeah, came out. It sucks. Yeah, sucks. Crap. Don't even play it. Um, I always <laughs> I always think about that. It's just like, okay, got to gotta go for the pessimist side of you. After being delayed so many times and just how long it is, I'm always was, thinking, like, um, what if it's just so long? That I just don't give a there fuck. There was a hard drive article the other day that I was like, God, this is actually pretty, pretty much gold. They were like, IGN uh, content team announces mandatory crunch to finish Cyberpunk 2077. Guy on time. Because <laughs> there's just so much shit. It's like, uh... Uh, they were even saying that um, certain codes that were given out from people, it's like they couldn't even finish yet. They're still finishing just to get a review. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's just that long. Uh, I don't I know. Devs, and if it ends up being that long, more power to the team. But damn, it's going to be a turnoff for me. I don't like it if it's going to be too I agree. long. I think one of the lead devs said he put like 175 hours in and he still hasn't seen everything. That's like that's pretty egregious. That's, that, to me, like I'm like, is that pretty supposed egregious? To be that's 175 hours of my life. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a win to me. It's not, and people get hyped. See, this is why it's always so funny. When the conversations that erupt in some discourse online, because everybody's a dumbass mo sometimes, where they say, hey, game should not be, you know, AAA games should, maybe they should just stick to being like 8 to 15 hours. Like, that seems like a safe bet. And you have a lot of people that just say, like, absolutely not. I want my game to be as long as possible. I want to grow gray hairs by the time I finish I this, and I want to tell everybody how much I completed the game and how resilient I was to see it all through the end. Meanwhile, they will never do that. It's like you get this game right here, 175 hours. You don't see everything. What 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 am I supposed to do? Come and uh, sit to you and be like, oh, Rich, I did it. I fucking spent 500 hours and I saw everything. I did it. Everybody else is a normie. Like Eric, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, just with a fully grown beard, unkempt. Everyone else, is very a unclean. Normie. Yeah, it's like 20. Just think about that in context too. 24 hours straight is a day. Yeah. You're talking 175 hours. That's that's like, a long time. When you time. start to like break this stuff down, like if you, like I spent over two days of my life seeing all of Yakuza, and that feels a little gross to me. But I enjoyed all of it, and I saw everything. It's literally, it's literally a little bit of a week and change, just straight to just play that, just not even eating, sleeping, breathing. You're just playing cyberpunk, just and that's, that's and that's and then you didn't even do it, which isn't bad. I mean. It's content. I'm a gamer. So I guess long longevity wise, I, I, you could look at The Witcher Three. Even I even was a uh, with games like these. I had the same kind of uh, back and forth. I love fantasy. Um, I think sometimes it's just so endlessly interesting. I love reading about it most of the time. But just like with books, just like with games, if it gets so egregiously oversaturated, where it's just so much to eventually, follow, eventually there's like this is too much, and you check out. Because because that feeling that I was talking about earlier, that ambivalence starts to come in. Eventually, there's this peak of, wow, I'm really excited, I'm really excited, hype, 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 hype. A week goes by because you're just playing it constantly, and then you're just like, 
how much time left do I have of this now? It's like, how much time do I got? Like, it's yeah. like, I'm going to look up a guide for this quest now. And now I'm going to go try to expedite this a little bit. It's, you start to find ways to cut some corners because, sure, you're going to be really hyped. And that's just me personally speaking. I'm sure there are going to be people who play this left and right and will love every second of it, which more power. It's just for me, as I as I think of myself as a very average consumer, um, it gets to be a lot. And then I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then I sit on it for six months and then I don't beat it. Yeah, no, totally. It's exact- so I'm hoping... It gets to be too much. Unless the story is that compelling. That's why with story, you know, it needs to be compelling enough for me to give a shit. And that's why I think with games like these, just like with everything else, the longer it is, the more you're running a risk to lose the audience when you're playing it through. So I'm hoping that it's just as engaging, you know, that I'm sure there's going to be side quests that just are dumb. I mean, every game has one. What are you going to do? Nothing's perfect. But... I just want the main quest to be interestingly interesting enough to carry me through and keep that hype just going constantly. Yeah. Um, even if it's not all gas, you know, all foots on the gas and going for it, it's just going to be too much at that point where I'll just sit there after like 70 hours and be like, fuck. I'll be like, just come on. Just like, just end it already. End me. Just fucking end me. Uh, and just get the game out there already. I don't give a fuck anymore. And Steam's gonna have like 500 different achievements for it. And I'm like, I, I can't. I just can't. Don't need it. It's just too much for me. But we shall see. And I do have hope that it will, of course, just be probably one of the best AAA games that we're gonna be starting off 2020 with for the decade. Time will tell. We'll know soon. Or not. We'll know soon. Or not. You never know. We'll know soon. But that's all I gotta say on that. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go play some Fitness Boxing 2, Rhythm and Exercise. Well, you are always talking about it, about how much you loved... Coming out December 4th. How much 4th. you loved Fitness Boxing 1. I really... Yeah, I used to talk about it a lot when we always go out to bars and stuff. I used to tell women all the time, I'm like, you ever and play then Fitness they would Boxing? Leave. No, they would stay and they'd, they'd be interested, endlessly fascinated. I tell them about the tight controls and the, the, form, the, the, the strong forms that you have to assume in order to... Really push yourself to the limit. <laughs> and I'd say, ladies... Really get to know your body. Ladies, let me tell you about Immortals Phoenix Rising. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something about... Uh, a little something I like to call Immortals Phoenix Rising. <laughs> let me tell you why you should be attracted to me when I tell you <laughs> That's this. always my favorite openers. Let me tell you why I'd be a great sexual partner for you. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you why I would be great for you. Um, but that's really it. Yeah. No other news that I can find, but Rich, do you want to talk about anything? Um... I don't know, man. What do you got going on? What? I mean, I don't know. Oh, oh right. You know what? Here's okay. one. Um, so I was reading it got earlier. It said, said from Black Friday, because Black Friday was last Friday, um, which to me, this entire year is a write-off. Uh, physical game sales dropped 20% from, uh, from what's being analyzed over in the UK huh. there. 20% from 2019. Yeah, I think it's going to be harder to analyze markets like that in a year like 2020. Um, yeah. I think things are not quite the same. No. I'm actually wondering if um, that is... See, it, it, it's interesting, if anything. I think it's going to be more applicable for when... I think they'll probably compare it from 2019 to 2021, probably, when that year hits, and they're going to ignore 2020 sometimes. But, um, well, they wouldn't, but... It's just because, is it going to be a question of because of COVID? Or was it because people literally just didn't care to buy physical games anymore? Um, Both things are obviously a factor, but I think it's hard to extrapolate and figure out what the real cause is when COVID, because COVID's clearly a factor. 
it's not oh, for sure. I'm actually really curious to see how retail game stores like GameStop or EB Games or any of those actually fare next year. Welcome to EB Games. Well, because, I mean, before 2020 happened, they were planning to restructure the entire store design. Oh, yeah. And make it more of like a land center play style kind mm-hmm. of game place. And obviously which, that was not possible in yeah. the market. I wonder if they still go forward with that as the world starts to return to some form of normalcy not uh, i mean i wonder if they still have those kinds of uh cyber cafes that you could stay overnight at like uh when we used to do uh like that parallax one yeah even though but that closed yes it did but um i wonder if they ever would have that again i don't know Uh, that was always like that particular like the lock-in thing we would do at parallax that always felt very unique to me uniquely fucking weird it was strange it was very strange (laughs) it was like we're gonna lock you kids in here these weird adults yeah just don't uh don't do anything. Don't touch nobody, anybody. I'm like, nobody what? Nobody get raped. We'll see you in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in the morning. And uh, if you're still here, great. And they just come back. And it's really confusing. But Someone would hold the door I while mean, we ran to a 7-Eleven across the street. I even know in Japan, cyber cafes are big. Oh, yeah, like, in Japan, big. they have those ones. Um, I remember particularly there was a joke in Judgment. There's a character that is always at this one. And they are, they are the yeah. lock-in ones where you can spend time there. Like, you, you basically rent a cubicle that's, like, a big bed with a PC at it. Um, oh, and your tech guy in Judgment, like, your, your your tech guy for your agency is always at a cubicle in one of these. Like, that's where you meet him all the time. I kind of love that. kind of love it. Because that's hilarious. <laughs> I want to be the cubicle, He's man. He's hanging out there. And it's very, like, CSI joke where, like, I need you to find somebody for me. And I just go, yeah, sure, let me just hack him in. It's me, it Hacker Man. <laughs> hacker Man. Um, better than that, though, I mean, no, nothing else is really going on, I have to say. Uh, the, the objective for this week, the goal, is to get so far in Demon Souls that maybe I just beat it. And then I can use my PS5 to now just play more Netflix. My... Uh, because I could not do that with any other console, of course. You know, just play my media. Cool. Nothing else no, could do could that. Not possible. Not not a not thing. Possible. I needed the next generation the for next this specifically. Next generation. Uh, you yeah. Should, so uh, when you're done with that, you should, if you haven't, you should definitely check out Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. Because uh, huh? people are telling me that game is very good. Oh yeah, it was free. You 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 have it. You own it. Uh, whether you know it or not. I do. Um, oh. And uh, people are telling me some people have said that it is a better platformer than Mario 64. So do with that information what you will. I remember you told me that. It sounded downright unbelievable. You know what? I simply don't believe it. I just didn't believe it. And I still choose not to. I was told as monuments to capitalism go, this one's pretty good. Can't wait to play it. Can't wait to see what the hype is all about. That's pretty much it, then. All right. uh, With that being said, I guess it's time to uh, get the old broom out here and uh, get to housekeeping. Yeah, go clean up the house. Let's do it. Uh, so first off, thanks to Heather Ramos for our artwork and Ed Biquette for our lovely intro. Ask us questions, geckogamespodcast at gmail.com. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I don't really tweet. You know, I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot here. You know, you can find me on Twitter. I'm pretty active, you know. Uh, it's beautiful underscore Eric. Um, you get a very, you get a tasty tweet every other day. I enjoy them. That I give you critical analyses and news on Nothing. Eric will say, like, My hey, life. had a hot dog for lunch, and I'll say, you're a real piece of shit, you know that? Yep, and uh, that's kind of the, the discourse that you'll find there. Banter! Uh, yeah. 
you can find me also on Twitter at the Richmeister Zero, and you can find me on SwordChomp.com where I do two other gaming podcasts uh, about video games. So check that out. That's always fun. The fuck, man. What do you mean? The fuck. Just I'm gonna tell them about that. What do you mean? When you're here, you're here. It's Olive Garden. You know, we'll talk when, about when this When you're here, after. you're family. We'll, we'll see, no, we'll we'll talk see about you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.